Everybody has heard of Atlantis, but did you know there are other mysterious disappearing islands that are more well documented and have even been featured in most maps up until recent times? Welcome back to Paranormal Hotline. My name's Kaylee, and I'm joined by my co-ghost, Oshin. Hello. How are you doing this week, Oshin? Uh, well, to be honest with you, this week I'm a little bit under the weather, but uh, aside oh. from that, can't really be complaining. I was going to follow up with, are you getting into the fist- festive spirit, but I assume not. Uh, I mean... You're just sitting there miserable with the Christmas not, hat on, like. <laughs> yeah, that's me. No, I'm not miserable. Um, all right, yeah. Well, this time of the year is kind of it's, it's always good. I'm doing uh, on some of the weekends. I'm, we have a little Viking village in the t- in town, so that's kind of like uh, it, it's oddly festive. As in, yeah. I'm in the town for while well, it's festive times. Like I'm myself, not like being Christmassy, but I'm in and about Christmassy place. Yeah. Um, the the Vikings didn't celebrate Christmas, did they? <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Well, I assume like. They, they, like they, you know, because eventually yeah. they did convert to, to, to Catholicism. Christianity. Yeah, Christianity. But like, um, Christ, Christmas was like a pagan thing originally, was it not? Yeah, so it kind of comes from Yule, uh, that sort of thing, that time of the year. The whole thing, like, without getting too much into it, the whole <laughs> thing about the birth of Christ and it coinciding with the Roman census. I heard the yeah. Roman census never happened in winter. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that was like a summertime <laughs> thing, so... I heard a rumor that Jesus was an August baby. He was he was a Leo baby. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know too much, so I'm not willing to, to, yeah. to make any statements on the matter, but... Um, <laughs> so... You're going to have to snuggle up and listen to this story. This is going to be one you're going to tell people about when you're hammered at a Christmas party. And yeah, that, that you go sounds... off on like the conspiracy theories and the... Yeah, this is one of those kind of stories. <laughs> uh, it's great. I, it caught my attention recently and I kind of went on a deep dive of it. And uh, it's it's really good. I think you're going to... I think you're going to enjoy this one. So today's episode is, is going to be very interesting to you, Oshin. Mm-hmm. Because today on the podcast... We're beginning our story by covering a mythological tale with your namesake. <gasps> because Ashin is the main character of this story, or is the name of the main character of the story. Yeah, it's actually <laughs> you me. Are not the main the, character. These are the events yeah. of my life <laughs> set out before me. Um, yeah, so you obviously know this story, Ashin. It's mm. the story of Ashin in Tirnanog. Yes. And um, I'll give you a brief reading of the story from Sheila O'Fanagan's website. So, Ashin, he was the son of Fionn McCool who was like, I don't know how you'd describe him. He's kind of like the, the, the main character of Irish mythology nearly. <laughs> He's yeah, always it, in the stories. It focuses on him a lot. Um, the yeah. kind of, I suppose the promoted stories focus on him a lot. Yeah, and Oshin was a member of the Fina, so he was like part of the, the group of Fina. That are like, they're like these warriors. I was going to say he was a warrior poet. Yeah, he was. That's sort of the vibe. Uh, one day, he was out hunting when he saw a beautiful young woman named Neve. And Neve was the daughter of the king of Tirnanog. And she asked Oshin, like, immediately, they both just, like, fell in love as fast as possible, and she asked him to marry her and to come to her country. So he just agreed, you know, like the simp that he is. (laughs) And he travels with her on a magical horse that can travel across water all the way across to an island called Tirnanog. Now, Tirnanog, for anybody who doesn't speak Irish, literally translates as land of the young or land of the youth. So eventually, Oshin dreams of coming home. He wants to go back and visit his family. He gets homesick, and Neve agrees to let him go visit Ireland. Sound woman. Sound. But she warns him that he can't set foot on the soil. 
So she gives him a fairy horse on which he makes his journey. And when he comes back to Ireland, Oisin realizes that 300 years has passed. And it was only like three days, I think, that he was in Tiernan Oak. And that all of his friends and everything he knew about is gone. So he decides to travel back to Tiernan Oak. So he's on his horse and he's going back the way. And on the way back, he sees a group of men trying to lift a heavy rock. So he bends down, he leans over off his horse, and he is much larger than these men in the tale. So the Mm. men are much smaller than him, and he's like a giant nearly to them on this huge horse. So he leans down and just like scoops the rock with one hand that they were having trouble moving. And the saddle from his horse snaps, and he falls off and hits on the ground. And he immediately, upon contact with the ground, turned into an old blind man. And he dies without ever getting back to Tiernanog. So that's the story you get your name from. Very sad, <laughs> very sad. Yeah, that's a very shortened version of it. There's lots of uh, details you can go into on it, but um, that's the, the gist of the story. So mm. Tiernanog is what we're kind of focusing on with this. So Tiernanog is a magical place that usually only the other folk can travel to. Mm-hmm. So you have like your elves or your... Not elves, but you have your your, your um, fairies and spirits and stuff. They can all go to this other world or Tiernanog. But humans usually can't travel there. And it was actually the inspiration for Tolkien to write Valinor. Oh, sweet. Otherwise known as the Undying Lands in The Lord of the Rings. You know, it's the place that Frodo goes to at the end of the book or the movie. He just takes off on this boat and he goes to the Undying Lands. It's yep. literally Tiernanog. That always kind of confused me as a kid. It's like, but he's having such a great time. Why is he just heading off? But yeah, no, it makes sense now. Yeah, he's just got like this PTSD and he goes somewhere <laughs> to live forever. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it didn't make much sense. It was kind of a, sh- I always thought it was a bit of a wet fart of an ending, but uh, yeah. See ya. <laughs> so Tiernanog is always depicted as being off the west coast of Ireland. It's a small island that is often concealed so that you can't really travel there by boat. Or if you don't know where you're going, you won't really find it. Or if you don't have a magical horse that can walk on water, you know, that would be convenient. Would that be convenient, though? That would take ages to travel. I don't know. Just traveling on the water. Does a horse water have to horse. run up a wave if, like, there's a huge wave? Does he have to oh, run like up a, it? Like a ramp? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would be I, sick. I always thought that it was like the horse could just, like, you know... I don't really know what happened. I just know, like, the horse ran into the waves and then they traveled there. Not like teleporting, but like... There's so many different renditions of it and versions of it. Like in some endings of the story, because the Catholic Church does what it does and it changed all the uh, traditional Irish stories, the some endings of the story is that he stays alive when he hits the ground and suddenly St. Patrick comes out of nowhere, <laughs> yeah. like baptizes him and then he dies. <laughs> yeah, and it's not like the source for like a lot of the Fianna stories. Is there like, oh yeah, he told yeah. them all to St. Patrick. Yeah, yeah. It's so so dumb. <laughs> it doesn't it's make like, any sense. It's like just like a self-insert crossover. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's like a, <laughs> St. Patrick is a big Mary Sue coming in with his <laughs> Catholic powers. <laughs> yeah, but what if I told you that ancient maps actually depict an island off the west coast of Ireland? A magical island with a very strange story. An island that is called High Brazil. High Brazil. Odd name. High Brazil. H-Y- B-R-A-S-I-L Hi oh, Brazil Oh hi Brazil <laughs> Yeah uh, Apparently the name is derived from the Irish word Brazil Meaning High King of the World <laughs> Fair enough That's what I'm calling my next D&D character <laughs> Many people have claimed to see this island And some have even claimed to walk the shores and encounter the inhabitants It's been well documented Not just in Ireland but in the rest of Europe too Most of the people who travel to find it are not even Irish They're people from like other countries, Spain and stuff, trying to find this island. 
it's so it's pretty well known. Well, when was this like hundreds um, of years ago or Yeah, so the very first like account of it being ri- like like drawn on a map was in 1325. Oh. But that was just the first time it was drawn on a map. It was known of for probably thousands of years beforehand in Ireland because it was so well known that this map maker or cartographer Angelino Dulcert in 1325 he was Majorcan and he wrote it on the map it's not even just like a, something that Irish people had heard of it's a, it's a story that travelled yeah it's pretty cool it is really cool so this was the first map that the island appeared on and this map was actually used by Christopher Columbus I believe so it is a very important map it's like a fairly used map this is the map and just oh, down yeah. the bottom you can see little high like, Brazil like a little nipple that's it. It looks a little bit like a coffee bean or something. It does, yeah. Is it like a river running down it? Or? Yeah, yeah. I'll get into that more later, but there's like a little river running through it. I'm saying it's a strange, strange uh, river placement. It is. <laughs> it's not a very big island, to be fair. The the maps were not very good with um, scale, I'll say that much, mm. back then. So Venetian cartographer Andrea Bianco placed an island named Insula de Brazil on a chart in 1436, so still coming up in all these maps. And historians believe that mapmakers placed the Phantom Island on their charts after hearing rumours of the existence of High Brazil. So it's just kind of like, it's cool how it got that far <laughs> across the world already, you know? Yeah. Everyone just believed this this island was there because the Irish people were seeing it. <laughs> and were there they- were many expeditions that were launched to try and find the island. Brazil Island continued to appear on maps until 1873, when it was shown for the last time on a British Admiralty chart. So it was shown on maps until 1873, which is insane. And one of the earliest accounts of somebody reaching High Brazil is actually St. Brendan. You've heard of him before, have you? I have. He had the boat. (laughs) He had a boat. (laughs) He was known as like the the navigator. He was Mm. uh, on a boat a lot. He was an Irish monk who travelled a great deal between the years, like, or somewhere around the year 500 AD. There's no, like... It's kind of just a guesstimate. Yeah, so it, it was a long time ago. Some people actually reckon that he did reach America as yeah. well. There's That's even accounts by, like... There's accounts by Native Americans about a white man appearing in the area of Florida in their oral stories. Oh. Which is really interesting. And, like, there's, like, depictions of, like, the... You know, the poles with the flags on it that they would have had for the church thingies. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't go too far into it because it's not really a story about finding America. The, mi- the But St. Brendan did say that he found High Brazil whilst he was traveling. He did a good deal of traveling. In the story, the land was dubbed Ireland it Mitla, meaning Greater Ireland. So, America, <laughs> <laughs> once it was found by, uh, by St. Brendan, was actually dubbed Greater Ireland. Which would have been a great name for America. <laughs> great, greater Ireland. It would have been. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's greater than Ireland, but it's just like the bigger Ireland. <laughs> yeah, greater in the sense of bigger. I don't. I don't. I... Well, at that time, it definitely would have been greater. <laughs> yeah, probably. But the travels of Saint Brendan um, are a story for another time because he really did do some really cool stuff. But um, he did claim to reach High Brazil, though. Just, just on that note, the Tim Severn, like, uh, kind of an explorer book writer. He like yeah. built his own version of Brendan's boat. I did boat see that. Yeah, I actually was looking at America. it while I was researching it. Yeah, he built. Sorry, go on. Say that again. So he built essentially a replica, or his or his own version of Brendan's boat, and sailed from across the Atlantic, sailed from Ireland to America. Yeah, which is crazy. <laughs> so cool. 
Because people were like, oh, there's no way he could have done it. It's not real. And then this guy was like, yeah, well, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I have a book signed by him somewhere. So in 1480, an expedition was launched to find the island of High Brazil by a man named John Jay from Bristol in the UK. Him and his men were looking for it for nine weeks before they returned unsuccessfully. The people of Ireland knew that he would be unsuccessful in his voyage because the island was not always visible. So the island is only visible every seven years. Okay. The fog is said to subside and the island would appear. Even then, however, the legends would tell that the island is impossible to reach. So you can't see the island. It's impossible to get to only for like once every seven years. So they knew that he was not going to be successful on his journey because they were like, well, that's like looking for, you know, uh, like it's looking, it's like looking for berries in the winter. Yeah. You're not going to find it. This is like uh, that one bit in Phantom Ar- Legend of Zelda, Phantom Hourglass. You're there sailing around trying to find this one island. <laughs> I feel like you can say that for every episode of this podcast. This is just like that bit in Legend of Zelda. <laughs> I would see, yeah, I love Legend of Zelda. And a lot of yeah. it's kind of inspired by, in a roundabout way, Irish mythology. Yeah, some of it is. Some of it's based on the Flatwoods monster. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I wonder if that's where your fear of the Flatwoods monster comes from. I could, Legend could. of Zelda. <laughs> yeah, so the next person to attempt an expedition to find the island was Giovanni Cabato. And he was the first European to reach America after the Vikings. So his first two voyages were unsuccessful, although he did find a new coastline in his expedition, which, is, which was presumed to be Newfoundland. But on the return of his second expedition, his ships were hit by a storm, and he himself actually never returned from the expedition. Presumably, he sank to the bottom of the ocean in search of high Brazil, or some people speculate that he may have found the island and chose never to return and he just lives there in eternal youth, basically. Yeah, off to Tiernan Oak, off with Neve yep. Keen Award. Yeah, exactly. Like, would you ever return? I mean, I think I have to say yes for legal reasons. <laughs> Legally, I have to say yes. <laughs> Oshin, if you touch the ground, you die. Oh, that's true. Oshin, if I you suppose... touch the ground, they'll baptize you. <laughs> So fast forward to the 17th century and a Captain John Nesbitt from Donegal was running his usual route from Ireland to France when his ship was caught in a fog. And suddenly they find themselves very close to a rocky shore, dangerously close. So he consults his map and he finds that he is close to an island called High Brazil on his map. So he drops the anchor and he sends a few of his men to find their way onto the island. And what they describe is insane. <laughs> So on the island, the first thing that they notice is massive rabbits. Like these massive rabbits that are everywhere. And they are huge and black furred. (laughs) Satan rabbits. And in the distance, they can see a stone castle. And apparently, inside the stone castle, there lives a magician. Now, I don't know why he's not called a wizard or a warlock or something. <laughs> a they, oh, they actually describe him as a magician. Like, I think a magician to me is just like somebody who does tricks. A conjurer of cheap tricks. Yeah. Like, I'd like to see the size of his hat. He's pulling <laughs> those rabbits out of it, you know? Uh, they do describe the island as like a kind of a circular island with a river going through it from, I believe it was from west to east, with kind of like peaks and forests and stuff. And a massive stone castle that this wizard lives in. <laughs> uh, that river is suspect. I love him. I just want, I love the I love the wizard man. Oh, yeah. wizard! Sorry, magician. magician. <laughs> it's dark magician up there. Does magician originally mean like somebody who does magic though? Yes, it's like a French word. 
meaning magician or sorcerer. Okay. And it comes well, from Greek or magical. Oh, cool. Well, he's he's a magician. <laughs> and in one version of the story, the magician gave them silver and gold, so much that they could actually buy another boat when they got back. And in another version of the story, he was an evil magician. Oh. So either way, kind of a badass. Magician on the island. I want to be a magician living on a magic island with giant rabbits. Yeah. It just sounds so cool. It sounds like something out of D&D, like, you know. Well, I've always wanted to be an explorer, so, like, you know. That's the dream. <laughs> Now's your like, chance. Yeah. Uh, you know what? It's like you have these like, situations in the past where you have all these people that have nothing better to do. And obviously they're set up in life because probably dodgy dealings. But <laughs> they're set up in life and nothing to do. And so they just go off on ex- expeditions. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, that place doesn't exist. And now, to be fair, most of them went off and did fairly sinister things. I'm not about that side of it. I was reading some stories of like other other crazy islands that people have claimed to witness, and there is some crazy stuff. Like, there was one island where apparently all the water was in the sky, and it would rain salmon and stuff. Like, there's just what? insane stories. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I sent you one that was just a. Uh, Apparently these men came across this island and when they arrived on the island a woman started pelting them with nuts so they just <laughs> ran back to their boat and left. Why <laughs> they're She knows. <laughs> If you ever have an island that somebody's coming along on a boat just make sure you get rid of them. <laughs> yeah. I hope you're ready for the craziest of these stories. This one is nuts Let's and go. it has some really solid evidence. Okay. But first, if you're enjoying the podcast Think about helping us out by checking out our Patreon. This helps us keep the podcast running and you get exclusive access to our Discord where we're always chatting about the latest episodes and posting spooky things like memes, behind-the-scenes photos, and extra information on our episodes. So you can subscribe at patreon.com forward slash paranormal hotline. You can also help us out for free by simply rating the podcast wherever you listen to it. It doesn't take too long and it really helps us out so we can continue bringing you amazing weekly episodes that you can listen to. You can also follow us on Spotify, Twitter, and Instagram, where you can always stay up to date with the latest uploads. We're at ParanormalHL on Twitter and at ParanormalHotline on Instagram and Spotify. So it's the 17th century, right? And you're a man who has just had a fight with his wife. So you storm off and you decide to go for a walk to cool down. You're still really pissed off about your wife or whatever she's done. Mm-hmm. You're walking down along the coast and suddenly you're grabbed by three men who are dragging you towards their boat. You try to fight them off. Classic, not again. But there's too many of them. And now you're on their boat, on the ocean, and you have nowhere to escape. This is exactly what happened to a man called Mur Oli. He claims a bunch of men grabbed him after an argument with his wife and took him across the sea to high Brazil and where they kept him prisoner on the island for two days and while he was on the island he fell very sick in his little prison and when he woke up the next day he was back on the shore of his hometown and shortly after discovered that he now had the gift of healing even though he had never studied medicine it was claimed that he had been given a book of cures by the residents of high Brazil I think they like felt bad that he like almost died in their care So they just like shipped him home and gave him a book here read this you'll you'll get better and that's what gave him the knowledge to like learn how to do cures and stuff and the crazy thing this book is still around today what yep it's held in an archive by the Irish royal the Royal Irish Academy 
So they still have that book up in Dublin. You can't like view it. I think you have to make like a special request, but even then I don't think you, you know, you need to have proper reason to go and request it, but they do have it on file. I can't even find any like copies of it online or anything. Might have to go on an excursion. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of excursions we have to do. <laughs> Specifically to see books at this point. like. Yeah. In the book, uh, there are drawings of animals on the corners, and they don't resemble anything in Ireland, and it's believed that these are the animals from high Brazil. They're oh. like these mad little creatures, which is just so cool, right? The, like, imagine the, if we could go and look at that book. <laughs> I'm going to steal the... No. <laughs> Watch now. I'll say something and we'll never be allowed to see it. <laughs> I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. We need Nicolas Cage to let us in. That'd be a great (laughs) film. Can you imagine that in Ireland? Um, Yeah, also, I forgot to mention earlier, the maps that... um, You can take a look at the maps that I sent you, by the way. Hmm. One of the maps, right next to where High Brazil is drawn, is this massive sea monster. Oh, I love him. Look at him. Like, huge. Look at that thing. It looks like he's pigtails, but it's actually just like water blowing out of his ears or something. He has two blowholes. (laughs) He's got two blowholes. He does have blue two blowholes. Look at the scale of him next to those ships, though. He's yeah. bigger than Ireland. <laughs> I don't think they draw these embellishments to scale, do they? No, I don't think so. That'd be I don't crazy. Think that ship is like <laughs> that ship is like half the size of Ireland. If that's the case, there's also like a little whale in the corner, and oh, the yeah. whale is <laughs> bigger we, than whales. The whale is interesting because it means that this guy isn't like a poorly rendered whale. What do you mean? Like it's not like a whale drawn by someone that has never seen a has whale before. Has never seen a whale. Yeah. Ah, very good. It is a sea monster. Yeah, I love he his doesn't face. look very happy about it, though. Aww. That's the noise he's making, I think. It does look like he's making that noise. It looks like a dog that's about to get sick. You know the way they open their oh, mouths yeah, really yeah. wide when they're like... <sighs> <laughs> they just hunch over. Yeah. I just thought that was interesting. There's like this big old sea monster. They just drew those, though, didn't they? They just drew them for, like, fun. Yeah, I, I suppose. these old maps. <laughs> anyway, that was completely off topic. So yeah, there's that book up in Dublin that I really want to see. But the most recent sighting of High Brazil was recorded in 1872 by an archaeologist called TJ Westrop. Actually, there's a really funny picture of him that I need to send you. Well, it's not very funny, but he looks like a really cool guy. Let's Let's laugh at a man from history. There he is. This is a picture that was taken of him. Oh my god! <laughs> in a hole. <laughs> I, I thought he had a gun there for a second and was threatening. Nope. No, it's, it's he's just threatening That's with an umbrella. an umbrella. He claims to have seen the island on three separate occasions. The final time, he actually brought his family along as well to see it. Very nice. And his description goes: "It was a clear evening with fine golden sunset, when just as the sun went down, a dark island suddenly appeared out of the sea." but not on the horizon. It was two hills, one wooded. Between these, from a low plain, rose towers and curls of smoke. Mm. My mother, brother, Ralph Hugh Westrop, and several friends saw this at the same time. So him and his whole family basically saw this thing. The whole gang are out. Yeah, even, I think one of the kids screamed and said something like, oh, it's New York, because there were so many like <laughs> tall buildings, which is interesting. That is very interesting. So in the original map of the island, you can see that there is always, like, it's always drawn as a circle with a river going through the middle of it. Yeah. Kind of like the yin-yang symbol a little bit. A little bit, yeah. And it's funny. Although we're, like, not 100% sure, the country Brazil is not named after High Brazil. Like, there's a chance that there's, like, 
a correlation, but we're not, we can't be sure. Mm-hmm. We don't know. From what I've heard, the name comes from a type of wood that was there in Brazil. Okay. But there's also theories that High Brazil got its name from the same type of wood because somebody said uh, in Spanish, I think they said that there was goats on High Brazil that had red horns that looked like the wood. Hmm. So there's two different ways that it got its name. It either got it from High King of the World (laughs) or this goat, apparently, that was on the island. (laughs) We can't be sure. From the shape of High Brazil on a map, it looks fairly similar to the flag of Brazil. Like it's a circle with a line going through it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is just a funny little thing that I noted uh, while looking at it. I didn't really see it written down anywhere, but I just thought it was a weird little correlation that was happening there. Yeah. They have a weird different line, though, don't they? But yeah, no, I see what you're Yeah, it's kind of like a semicircle kind of line, but it's a circle with a line going through it. But what TJ described sounds a lot like the map that was drawn. He says you can see the kind of like line going through it with two towers coming up. Not two towers, but two woods, hills coming out of it. He and his viewing party claimed that the island appeared from nowhere and then disappeared again after a short while. It kind of like disappeared into the waves. Kind of like what you said with uh, the horse going through the waves mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. Tirnanog. That this island just kind of disappeared in the waves. So they never managed to actually get ashore because it disappeared before they could even get close to it. They just saw it from a distance. So it's kind of weird, right? It's more than kind of weird. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Uh, TJ also wrote with a few other people's encounters with the island. So this is one of the stories that he covered. Owen Gallagher, Lieutenant Henry's servant, heard of one Biddy Took, who, when gathering Dillisk seaweed, asked some passing boatmen to put her out on an islet and fetch her on their return. What a name. What a fucking name. Biddy Took. Like a fool of a took. <laughs> Biddy. Go on, Biddy Took. That, is, that does sound some like name. someone from down the road, like... That does sound like somebody from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> it does. Um, so they were amused by her talk and they brought her they brought her fishing. And soon they got a tremendous bite. They landed a green, fishy-looking child. Oh, quite what? human in shape. And in their fright, they let him escape and dive into the water. The men who hooked him died suddenly within a year. <laughs> Not that sudden if it's within a year. Gallagher said that he had fired at and wounded a seal soon after. And when far out to sea in his curragh, which I think was the type of boat that you mentioned earlier. Uh, yeah, it's a type of boat. He had got lost in a fog bank and reached an unknown island. An old man, moaning, with one eye blinded, stood on the shore and proved to be the seal. So he shot this seal in the eye and then, man- and then like in the same day got lost and ended up on this island and ran into a man with a wounded eye who turned out to be the seal that he had shot. This is all very David Lynch. (laughs) With more than human forgiveness, he warned his enemy to fly from the island of the seal men, lest his seal sons and friends should avenge the cruelty. (laughs) Which is pretty sound of him. He was like, you better get out of here before my sons get back and they're going to kill you. (laughs) It's a a very pleasant threat. (laughs) <laughs> it is, but at least he let them. He let him escape. He let him know. Sure he he let him killed know. him if he wanted to. So now we have like merfolk and selkies reported on the island too, which mm. is very interesting. That is. So like now it's kind of starting to really sound like Atlantis. Kinda, yeah. Like first we have like this ancient civilization that's like more intelligent, have all this these cures for diseases and all these insane animals and then, you know all this cool stuff. And a wizard, or sorry, a magician, 
And now it's like this island that's disappearing and now we have mer people. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it sounds very similar to the kind of uh, Atlantis stories. So yeah. if TJ Westrup saw the island in 1872, then it won't be visible again until 2026. Oh. That's plenty of time for us to get a boat, Oshin. It is. It is. And gather supplies and go looking for an island. Could we just? I like- would argue that it is your destiny, Oshin. Stop, you're after- You were named after the man who had died before he could return to Tirnanog. This is it. Stop, Which you're is probably the same island. Uh, Kaylee, I don't think you understand the degree of what you've just done. <laughs> I've been searching for a purpose. <laughs> and now... I, you Let's know, start a GoFundMe for a boat. <laughs> absolutely. I'll go um, looking. I will genuinely go looking. I will too. I'm up for it. <laughs> We could oh, start see, an old docu-series where we go try and find High Brazil. It'll be perfect. Yeah, this, to be honest, this all stems back, right? So I'm going to go on a bit of a, a wild one here. I'm excited. Or, well, not a wild one, but like, uh, we're digging into my childhood. The Disney film, Atlantis, The Lost Empire, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm listening. Sorry. It's like top two Disney films for me, Treasure Planet and that. They're the reason I ended up this way. And... At the start of that, Milo Thatch, the protagonist, he's like trying to convince like these investors, oh, let me do an excursion to go find Atlantis. There's Atlantis. But anyway, he, he does this whole thing of like, oh, we thought for so long it was off the coast of I- Ireland, but then it was a mistranslation. It was Iceland. Like, I have so many issues with that. I was always upset. One, that it wasn't next to Ireland. So I was like, dang, I thought I had a connection there uh, because I was obsessed with this film. And then two, I thought it was really stupid that, you know, something that was originally in like Viking ruins because it was on like a Viking shield, this translation yeah. would have been like a one-to-one like ruins to English. I thought that was really silly. But uh, that's like my only problem with that film. Uh, I mean, it's a great movie. Go watch it. It gives out about imperialism. It's 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 wonderful. And there's so many cool animation bits in it. Great characters. Anyway, that's besides the point. Um, I've always wanted to go off uh, on an excursion like that I said it a bit earlier this is my calling um, yeah we'll put the link to the GoFundMe <laughs> in the description send me on my way uh, I have four years and we'll just uh, get you a little dinghy and um, like a blow up dinghy and send you out to the sea I, I will Never find it or I will die trying if you disappear we can just claim you made it there yep. and um, I'll let your family know that you're living Eternally youthful on an island somewhere yep. with uh, the that, wizard. That, that's fine. My preparations are made. Sorry, magician. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm not a big fan of eating rabbit, though. It's not very tasty. We'll have to bring, like, cereal or something in case we do find it. Right, you can't really survive on a diet of just rabbit either. No, you can't. There's some reason for that, isn't there? There's, there's like, not, not enough, enough fat vitamins. or something. Not in enough it. vitamins. Yeah. You can actually, like, there's actually accounts of people starving to death, but their belly is full of rabbit meat, yep. isn't there? It's not Something nutritious enough. Like yeah. I'm deadly serious, though. Send me on my way. <laughs> is it possible that there is an island that appears only se- every seven years and has residents that are more advanced in medicine and technology than us? Or was there an island that used to be off the coast of Ireland before the sea levels rose? Oh. Is there a lost civilization of Atlantis that everyone mentions? Like, is this Atlantis? What are your thoughts, Oshin? Hi, Brazil. Is it, is it real or is it not? Hi, Brazil. I want to find I feel like out. I That's have my your answer. answer now. My answer is I want <laughs> yeah. to find out. Um, and I will. I'll be that person. I'll, I, you know? Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. And then when you see it, you can go, Hi, Brazil. Uh, oh, hi. You know, that'll be me. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, if you have a boat and you want to contribute to science and exploration, let me know. Me- message the hotline. <laughs> get in touch with me. We can make it happen. You know, I'd appreciate your patronage. I like. I say I. I, I mean, Kaylee's coming along senior. too. If like, if I'm going down, I'm going to be fishing for selkies the entire time. <laughs> But like, okay, I'm going to throw it in here, but because <laughs> I was reading other stories of sailors, specifically Irish ones that encountered things on islands. And there was an island as well that was apparently just full of gorgeous women and alcohol. So if we find that one by accident, that's cool too, you know? Give me your boat. I'm going to go exploring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you first started telling me about it, I was thinking like back in the day before we had like satellite imagery and such. In places like America specifically people you know they'd be making maps the equivalent of like DRM or copyright protection was to put in towns that don't exist yeah so then yeah. if someone was copying your map you'd know you would know because yeah yeah I have heard that but um high Brazil I don't think is the case because no there's a lot more was, chat about it yeah there was a people actually believed it was there for so long like, yeah. there were so many expeditions to Brazil. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. But there was also like an island recently that was even I think it was on Google Maps is that and everything that was only recently discovered to not be real. So, I don't know if Google Maps is a hundred percent there. You know. No. 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 Uh, yeah. That and I, I'm pretty sure we're going to see a lot of islands vanishing before too yeah, long. Yeah. Well, we absolutely will. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, like there's young islands too with volcanic stuff happening and. That's true, but raising rising sea levels is a uh, the biggest issue. Yeah, it's a big threat. Yeah, I'll, I'm gonna go find it. That's my real answer. I don't know, but I will find out. Give it, give it time, guys. You're gonna <laughs> your big things from this podcast when Oshin finds High Brazil in six years. But that is all we have time for this week on the podcast. Um, I hope you all enjoyed that as much as we did. I had a ton of fun researching this. So if anybody has any topics similar to this that you'd like to recommend, send us an email at paranormalhotlinepodcast at gmail.com. So thanks so much for listening, guys, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Slant. <laughs>